Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a mom who claims their kid's partner of over two years was just a product of their imagination. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my parents guilt-tripped me, female 27, into buying a house with them because it's my obligation to pay them back and contribute to their retirement. When I was young, my family and I grew up low income. My dad was the only income earner and he worked a blue-collar job, while my mom was a stay-at-home mom. In 2022, I got guilt-tripped into buying a house with my parents that they couldn't afford on their own. I was pressured to sign as a co-borrower, since my parents would not get approved for the loan with my dad's low income. I was paying the entire mortgage since the mortgage is more than my dad's entire monthly salary. They keep saying they sacrificed so much for me by raising me and now it's my obligation to pay them back by buying them a house, paying their mortgage and contributing to their retirement. I've been feeling resentful of all of my friends who can live at home rent free and have parents who don't treat them like an ATM or retirement plan in the future. I can't afford to move out and pay rent in addition to the mortgage and I've been feeling hopeless and stuck. I can't afford to max out my 401k each year and I'm putting less into savings because of this burden they put on me. I have goals of moving out and buying a house in the future and feel like I could never achieve that now. I feel resentful of my parents for putting me in this situation as a result of all their poor financial decisions in the past. We previously had a house with a mortgage they could afford, but they wanted to move to this new house because of nicer weather in the backyard, but at a huge financial cost. It's a house I didn't even want, but my parents kept saying this new house is their dream, and the old house makes them feel down and I would be responsible for their mood and poor health. They keep reminding me how much time, energy, and resources they used to raise me, and now it's my duty to pay them back for all they have done. Living at home is honestly horrible and contributes to my sense of hopelessness and worthlessness. My parents are always arguing at each other's throats 24-7. Every day I get criticized and called fat, ugly, lazy, that I walk ugly and eat too loudly. I feel so trapped and stuck. The scary thing here is OP's not on the deed to the property, so they're stuck kind of in this position where they feel like they have to pay for the house, but they have no actual say to it. So they could destroy this house, and OP's still kind of on the hook for paying for it. OP could walk away, and then their parents could tank the payments for the house, and OP's credit score could get ruined as a co-borrower. I mean, honestly, is declaring bankruptcy and just letting this all go and trying to rebuild your life a better option? What other great option is there? Spend the next 30 years paying off their house? I guess I would say swing for the fences and try to force your way onto the title. And if that doesn't work, then you tell them, hey, I'm just going to leave. You guys probably are going to lose the house. My credit score is going to be tanked, but I'll just rebuild. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy crazy stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, is it a good idea to send my entitled mother-in-law a message setting her expectations for how involved she will be with our child? My 31-year-old female and my wife, 31-year-old female, are expecting a baby. We are really excited as this is our first child. My main concern is my in-laws. I've never gotten along with them. My wife and I have been together for 15 years and I tried for 10 long years to get them to like me. The only one that ever remotely warmed up to me is my sister-in-law, and it's not like we're super close. 
After my mother-in-law ruined our wedding, she felt my wife didn't include her enough, caused a huge scene and stormed out of the wedding taking her side of the family with her, I just stopped trying with them. To add insult to injury, she also blamed me for my wife's speech, where she felt she wasn't mentioned enough. Even after my wife assured her I had nothing to do with writing it. After the wedding, my wife saw her family in a completely different light and said I didn't need to subject myself to their company anymore. I want to be clear that my wife is always on my side. It's just a lot of the stuff they would do would never be in front of her. It would never really upset me because I don't like or respect them. It was more annoying. The most frustrating thing was being polite to these jerks for the sake of my wife when they were so rude to me and my family. Since the wedding, I've only really gone to their major family events, which is usually like maximum twice a year. At these events, they usually treat me with cold indifference, which is the best I can hope for, really. The real problem is with how they, mostly my wife's parents, have recently been treating her. I've always thought that her family treated her like crap. Her sister is so obviously the golden child, and she was parentified really young when her parents divorced. She didn't really see it until recently when their treatment of her got really bad, and it's made her rethink their relationship. In the last two years, we've gotten no contact with father-in-law because of his bigoted and political views, anti-LGBTQ+, and really right-wing politics. He somehow did mental gymnastics to not have a problem with our relationship, and we're currently in low contact with mother-in-law because of her constant narcissism and blatant favoritism for sister-in-law. There is a laundry list of transgressions by mother-in-law, but I'm worried about word count. Happy to make an update with more background about her entitled behavior if needed. Since I've gotten pregnant, my wife has been keeping mother-in-law and sister-in-law updated over text, which they are upset about. They expressed jealousy about how my family probably got the news in person. They did because we can trust them not to be jerks and make everything about them. My wife reached out to sister-in-law to spend some time with her for her birthday and she demanded that they invite mother-in-law and expressed how she can't just cut out their parents, that they don't deserve this and they have no idea why she has done this to them. My view is that they absolutely do know. She's told them very nicely, much nicer than I would have been. Father-in-law just never contacted us again when she explained how his behavior was an issue and has never tried to fix their relationship. Mother-in-law immediately gets defensive anytime she tries to speak to her about her behavior. She then reverses the blame and plays the victim. She'll then ignore my wife for a period of time and then pretend nothing happened. Mother-in-law has always been keen about grandchildren. Our child will be her first grandchild. I'm worried she thinks she'll just be able to come see us in the hospital and have unlimited access to our child. My wife and I agree this will not be the case. Her terrible behavior to my wife and me aside, she has homophobic and racist views. Again, ironic given she supposedly supports her daughter and her wife being bi, but I think she views gay women as harmless and gay men are somehow more offensive, and I don't want her influencing our child in any way with that crap. We both agreed she could have limited contact, supervised and planned visits. Would it be a good idea if I sent mother-in-law a message politely but firmly explaining that, unless she significantly changes her behavior, she will have limited contact with her grandchild? My wife is of the opinion that we should just leave it, and she'll figure it out eventually. I'm worried that if we don't explicitly tell her early, she is going to harass us after our baby. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. She is born, like she and my in-laws did after our wedding, and I don't want that drama while we'll be stressed new parents. I think this will absolutely kick the hornet's nest, but I think it's better to do it early as part of baby preparations, but it does have the potential to make things worse. I tried posting on r slash am I the jerk, but it didn't get much traction. I wanted to get a range of opinions. My wife suggested I post here. So personally, I think the only real way forward is setting and enforcing clear boundaries, especially with things like the two-sidedness of, oh, I support my kid, but then also turns around and has homophobic views. Just in general, it seems like a person you can't put much trust into and you want to keep at a distance. A controllable distance. Our next story is my mother and my wedding day. Hi y'all, I've been having a really hard time since my wedding the other day. This is gonna be kinda a long one, so thank you to those who read and reply. So, the morning of my wedding started off good with my mom. She was all fine and dandy enjoying her morning at the hotel. She told me that she made an appointment at her hotel to get her hair done at 12.30. I told her my hair and makeup lady would be at my Airbnb at 12 to help me get ready. Then she started freaking out because she wanted to be there when I was getting ready, but she insisted she needed to get her hair done. So I told her to either cancel her appointment, come and get ready at the Airbnb, or meet me at my Airbnb for 2 before we leave for the wedding, or meet me at the chapel for 3pm. She started freaking out on me because she wasn't going to be there for me when I was getting ready. To me it wasn't even a big deal because everyone was in their own rooms getting ready anyway. She's yelling at me on the phone telling me how much money she's wasting by being at the hotel and saying that she should be staying at my Airbnb, which mind you the only people at the Airbnb were the bridal party, me and my husband, his groomsmen, and my bridesmaids. So it wouldn't make sense for her to be there. So eventually I get to the chapel, and my mom shows up completely drunk, is saying the most ridiculous things to people and just making a fool out of herself. Meanwhile, I'm basically in a fever dream of excitement, taking pictures with our family before the ceremony. We walk into the chapel, and everyone is supposed to go in and sit down so we can start, but she proceeds to dig through a bag to try and give me a gift. I told her I would check it out after, because everyone is already in the chapel sitting down. Then she freaks out on me again because I didn't want to look at her gifts right then and there. Eventually the ceremony is over and my now husband and I are so happy and our photographer takes us to go and take more pictures around the chapel. Eventually we finish taking pictures and I get back on the party bus to head to the after party and my mom's not there. I ask my sister what happened and she said my mom freaked out and took an Uber back to her hotel and left before the after party. The next day comes around and my mom proceeds to text me the most nastiest texts ever, basically saying I embarrassed her, how I'm not her daughter anymore, how my husband is a jerk, how I have a new family now and don't need her, and saying that she's a bad mother. I literally don't even know where any of that came from as I was literally busy getting married and barely paid any attention to anyone besides my soon-to-be husband in the moment. All I know is that she showed up drunk to my wedding, freaked out and left, and is now trying to turn it all around on me? I've been feeling awful since because I wanted my mom to be there to enjoy the day with me and she had to go and ruin it. Regardless, I had an amazing day but it still sucks and now I feel like I did something wrong even though I know I didn't. 
I think she's pretty well aware of how she acted and how she kind of tore down everything as best she could. I think she's just trying to take it all out on you, try to make you feel bad for her behavior and her actions. I think she's just mad things didn't go perfectly the way she wanted it all to go. If this isn't a reason to go low contact until she shapes up, or if she doesn't, just keep going like that, I don't know what would be. Our next story is, my entitled mother is ruining my renting credit and I don't know what to do. Hi there, I'm in a pickle. I'm trying to figure out how to deal with my narcissistic mother. When I was 22, I was manipulated into signing a lease. I didn't want to. My mom abused me mentally, emotionally, and financially growing up, so I've always been terrified of her. She has told me that she was going to end herself because of me. She told me that I was the reason that her and my younger brother would starve if I didn't do a grocery haul, by foot, before I went to my part-time job when I was 15. She'd take my phone, but get me to call her at lunch from school so she could degrade me and make me cry. She's done the same thing when I was at work. She put a bill in my name that she stopped paying and brought my credit down. It goes on. Back when I was 22, I had said no to signing the lease many times. But she started to blame me for her and my brother being homeless. She had bad credit, so she had to use mine. So I'm the only person on the lease in the amount of almost my entire net income when I was 22. When I was 25, I got the courage to say that I was moving out. She hopped on a plane and didn't come back for over a year. She had also left my teenage brother with me at the time. When she was gone, she threatened to sue me if I didn't pay her bills, would get mad at me for not sending her money while she was abroad. She would blame COVID for her not being back, but I knew she had found a boyfriend abroad. She finally came back and would keep making excuses as to why we couldn't move. I'm 28 now. I still live with her, but we haven't spoken in over a year. I told her off for abusing my brother. She's physically abusive too. She's threatened to end herself and ended up quitting her job. I still signed a new lease and I'm moving out next week. I have a few issues though. She's got dogs that she doesn't take care of. I pay all of their bills, vet expenses, food, insurance, grooming, etc. She will forget to feed them for weeks. I've seen maggots in their bowls. I always feed them in the basement as a result. She's saying that she's going to keep the pets and cut me off. She's told my brother this. I think I should take them. She's registered them with the city years ago, but I don't know if she renewed the registration. It's required. She hopped on a plane and is not answering my emails wanting to discuss the pets, bills, and damage to the house because of hers. She's also stopped paying her share of bills. She stays on the main level of the house and I stay in the basement. I went upstairs to look at the condition of her floor. It's so bad. Filthy. Four broken doors because of being punched in. Punched in light fixtures. Missing nets. Broken dryer lint sleeve. I've already bought the $250 part to fix the dryer. I've fixed the light fixtures to the best of my ability, but she broke the switch too. But she isn't answering my emails asking her about these issues. I suspect that she'll be back before I move out next week. She also thinks that I'll be here until the end of March. Any advice on how to deal with this? I can't afford everything and I'm in shock at all of this. I hide for my safety in the basement. My landlord is a slumlord so I'm anxious about how I'm going to be responsible for her damage and the issues with the house before we moved it. It is mold infested. Last year she cut my ex-stepdad's hand open and told him that she was going to call the cops on him and say that he was trying to harm her. He wasn't. She had him cornered in a room and hurt him. She destroyed my brother's credit. She throws glasses at the wall. It's a lot. Honestly, I would just pack up everything, including the pets, and I would just move out of there as soon as possible. 
especially if you have things lined up where you can get out of there. If you've got to try to figure things out remotely with the landlord to get that settled, so be it. But with her acting the way she is, I just say, number one, get you and those animals out of that situation. If she comes after you, she comes threatening you, immediately call. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and a 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. All the cops? I mean, just don't even begin to entertain this kind of behavior. Our next story is, my mother stated that my ex-girlfriend that I was with for two years was just a product of my imagination, and on the same breath added that she never loved my father. For context, and this will be a long one, sorry, my mother and me, and well, my siblings, have a rocky relationship. She and my dad divorced when I was around 5 to 8 years old. I don't remember exactly when. Divorce was surprisingly smooth sailing. We weren't called to court. From my understanding, and from what my grandparents from my mother's side told me, my dad was very cooperative and didn't want to tear that family apart more than it was already. He somewhat succeeded because he even went to Christmas a few times after the divorce. Even when both my mother and my dad found new partners, I adore both my stepmom and stepdad. I lived with both of them and they are great people. I might be lucky because three-fourths of my parents are really great people. That's a weird sentence. My dad even liked my stepdad, which is an interesting dynamic. But my mother... Uh, there's so much stuff here to unpack. Starting from my earliest memories with my mom, I hear screams when she was arguing with my grandparents and threatening that she'll end herself, mainly about opening her veins and throwing herself under the train. I remember those very strongly. Those did not involve me yet, nor my siblings, because I'm the oldest one. Later, I started having problems at school. She was supposed to teach me, even though I lived with either my grandparents or my dad and I dreaded those meetings. She could have one minute been a happy and loving mom, and I think it was genuine, and a minute later scream that I'm an egotistical pig that will end up living under a bridge and that I'll end all of my family. When the divorce date was coming closer and closer, she was manipulating me to testify against my dad in court, because otherwise we, me and my siblings, will be split. She used this argument every time I pointed out something I did not like in her behavior, and she was exploding with anger, saying how she does so much for me, and my father does jack crap, like it was a competition. I grew up pretty lonely and, well, I never really had any friends because I didn't know how to talk with people. But after I turned 13, I met my first friend group. It was at an organized hiking trip that actually she found out for me and paid for. Sometimes she was really loving and caring. It was like she had two sides that she was switching between for seemingly no reason at all. I lost this friend group pretty quickly. I think I was acting similar to her and they couldn't stand my fluctuating emotions. I was a mess, but I kept going on those trips and when I was 16, I've met my future girlfriend on one of them. She wasn't living in the same city but was about 1-2 to two hours by train from mine so it wasn't that big of a deal. We were pretty happy. For a while, I was regularly meeting her in her city. We even spent some vacations and holidays together. She never visited me because of her family situation and honestly, it was a good excuse for me. I didn't want her and my mother to meet. This girl had enough on her shoulders. Her story is a post for another day, but for this one, let's just state the most important parts. She had a really healthy family, but sadly two of her family members were terminally ill. 
They both died while COVID was rampaging through the country because of insufficient medical care. And I wasn't a great help for her. More than that, I added her pain. I was manipulating her emotionally just like my mother was manipulating me. One day I crossed the line and threatened ending life. She cut me off, and from hindsight, it was a good decision. I was actively trying to get her back. I regret this moment of my life greatly. But time passes. I went to therapy. I started to build actual healthy relationships fixed some things with my dad. My mother was never a great help, but whatever. At this point, I was living on my own. To be honest, this whole debacle with my ex scarred me. I don't want to play a victim here because the real victims in this situation was her. It's just that when I realized what I've done, it terrified me that I was just like my mother. I'm struggling with guilt till this day, and to be honest, I'm not sure I can enter another relationship yet. One part of me knows that I've changed, but the other one does not believe it. I don't want to hurt anyone like my mother hurt me, my sibling, and my dad. For years, I was doing everything to change. I was supporting my friend in every way I could to at least do something good if I can't fix my past mistakes. I don't know if I succeed at this, but let's just say I'm not alone anymore. But now we're getting to recent events. I actually did fall in love again. I was honestly surprised. It sadly won't end in a relationship because of things both of us do not have any way of altering. But that's just life. I started to heal though. But when I realized I can't be with her, something broke inside of me. It was a long time since I really felt that type of love. So I did not know how to react. And I started crying. I was actually in my mother's house that night because it was a few days before Christmas, I think. My stepdad realized that something is wrong and came to support me. And my mom joined after a while. Firstly, she completely ignored my state and said that she's happy that I finally found someone real and that I imagined my ex. She summarized all of this trauma and bad and good memories to my imagination. Also added that it's weird how many of my friends have emotional problems. Girl I fell for had ending things attempt the night before. That was the final straw that broke me. Then she added that I'll find another one and that I should cry about this one. I think it was a way of showing empathy. I don't really know. Every time I was on the edge and needed her help, she was adding more weight to my shoulders. And I exploded. I said to her that I never want her to comfort me again. That every time she does it, she just hurts me more. She retaliated. She again started attacking my character like she always does in situations like this. She always calls me egotistical and self-centered, and then she started talking about how I'm so similar to my father, that she never loved him, that she only married him because she thought he'll provide for her, and that she won't need to be worried about money, and that she was never happy with him. It broke me. I never knew. I thought they genuinely loved each other at some point. My father certainly did. Now I'm scared that I'll actually end up in a similar situation as my father, used, never loved, or that I'll be the one who will use others. I'm scared. I don't want to be either. I don't talk to my mother since Christmas. I just can't fake it anymore that everything is okay between us. It hurts so much. I think it's just a healthy thing in general for OP to go low contact with her. I'm just curious if she ever went to a professional to try to see if there was anything going on with her, because the severe emotional fluctuations that go on sound to me like there could be some kind of diagnosis made. Problem is, they have to want to actually find out. Our next story is, my mom gets mad if my boyfriend gets me gifts. 
I'm 21 and I've been long distance with my boyfriend for over a year now. He is very affectionate towards me and wants the best. My mom always hated me getting gifts. Since I was younger, if I got a gift from someone, she'll take it away or make them take it back. It's embarrassing. She hasn't even met my boyfriend and refuses to because she just doesn't like him. Makes no sense. So now I'm dating my boyfriend and he got me smaller gifts which I would hide from my mom. Now he's getting me a gift for Valentine's Day and I'm really excited, but it's getting shipped to my house. He said it's a small gesture and like a stuffed animal or something, so it's not bad. I'm still so scared how my mom is going to react, or if she'll try to take it. I should be happy to get gifts, but my mom has caused me trauma, and now I hate receiving anything from anyone. At 21 years old, if they try to take anything from you at this point, that's when you call the cops. That's straight up stealing. She doesn't have any claim to that property. Our next story is, my mother spoke for me after I said I didn't want to do it. My brother was 10 years older than me. My parents were never home, and when they were, they were drunk out of their minds all the time. So basically, my brother was in charge. He was physically abusive from the start. He would bite hard, pinch, later punch and slap. He would dunk me under the water when I was in the bathroom. He pushed me out of the treehouse when I was six, broke three ribs in my arm, said I fell, and my parents believed him. He was a big guy and my parents were still absent and drunk, so it lasted my whole teenage years too. He started being sexually abusive too. Those things made me really ashamed, so I didn't tell. By the time I was 18, I was really, still am, depressed and got an eating disorder. I tried to end things and ended up in a psych ward. That's when I told everything he did. My father took his side, but my mother actually took mine and helped me while getting sober herself. He got jail time and ended up dying two days ago of liver failure. Just know that it doesn't make me happy, even though I thought it would. And now my mother wanted me to forgive him to write down a letter where I forgive him, that I post that letter on the internet for people to see and then read it to him in front of his casket. She says I have to so he goes to heaven. I don't know if I wanted to do it, so I asked for advice and got good ones. I think that the people who told me to not write that letter were right, as it would just be a lie since I'm not ready to forgive him yet. I was with my mother, my father, and someone responsible of the ceremony talking about the arrangement and the service when I said I wouldn't speak. I think I chose the wrong moment to do that. I should have said it earlier or when my mother and I were alone, but I made up my mind when the man asked me when I would like to speak. Well, my mother asked me why I wanted to destroy the family so much, and my father asked me if I knew I was going to heck too if I didn't ask for forgiveness, given sodomy is a sin. I left and decided to not attend the funeral at all, so for now I couch surf at a friend's house. Today my mother sent me this. I read a letter on your behalf at the funeral. I explained to the people present that you did not feel able to come. I didn't say you were sorry about it because I know you're not. I didn't say that you forgave your brother either for the wrongs he caused you. I just said you were sorry he couldn't get the help he needed when he needed it. People don't need to know everything that happened between you. They just need to know that you were two troubled children, but today, that's in the past. All these words you said to me when I accompanied you to therapy. None of them were lies, and I hope the gates of heaven are now open to him coming back home. We will talk about your sins and those of your father, about mine too. It's not too late for you. It's not too late for us. I really thought she was on my side at first, but I'm not sure what to think anymore. 
She may have been on OP's side in moments of great need, but definitely in this situation she chose her needs and her desires well over OP's. They had absolute blinders on, they didn't hear OP's concerns, they didn't care about OP's feelings. They had one prerogative and one priority in this situation, and they did whatever they could to try and achieve that at the expense of OP. Our next story is, Mom, 58-year-old female, wants to come on vacation with me, 28-year-old female, and my best friend. My best friend moved abroad five years ago, and I haven't spent that much time with her. But somehow this year, our work vacations have coincided, and I'm going to visit her in Dubai for a week. Cannot wait. Mom wants to come. Not sure why a mother would want to invite herself on her daughter's vacation. I would be embarrassed to do that if I were her. I went on vacation with my mom over the summer and also this winter just gone. So it's not like I'm being unreasonable by not wanting her to come. She doesn't have the guts to travel solo or even with friends, only with me. She's like a toxic leech. I went to Dubai six years ago and she invited herself on the trip. She ruined the holiday because she was arguing the whole time and complaining about where to go, what restaurant to eat in, etc. Honestly, she's such a childish narcissist. At this point, if you don't want her to come along and you don't want her to invite herself, you just don't tell her about where you're going or the specifics of the plans. Or really tell her about the vacation in general and you just kind of go. Tell her during that like downtime before you get on the plane or something. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.